everyone. Welcome back to the Ways of Working podcast. I am your host, Adam Thackeray, and today I am delighted to be joined by Amanda Sutton. For 20 years, Amanda has worked one-on-one with corporations and individuals offering strategic counsel and leading campaigns on the subjects of communications, public relations, personal branding, news media, and crisis management. With experience on both agency and consulting sides of PR, she owns her own company with persistence, enthusiasm, and attention to detail that is unparalleled in her industry. Her team of public relations choreographers have a big picture mindset, a talent for value-driven messaging, and a continual focus on the impact you could be making. Some of her work has even been featured on BNN, Medium, Financial Post, CBC, CTV, NBC, The Guardian, and more. Very delighted to have Amanda on today. She has some great insights about thought leadership and how to really get above the noise. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Amanda Sutton. So welcome to another episode of the Ways of Working podcast. Uh, Today, I'm very delighted to be joined by Amanda Sutton. Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to chat with you. Yeah, absolutely. We had some good chats uh, very early on about thought leadership and just the crazy things that have been happening and and why thought leadership is so important. But before we kind of get into that, um, you know, I always like to understand a bit more about the background and to help listeners understand, you know, you know, where you come from. You've built a very successful uh, PR agency and it's, it's obviously much more than that. But you talk about choreography and and some other facets that really make it a, a unique experience when working with you and, and how you drive your business. Can you go into that a little bit for, uh, for our listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, so I have been in this area and the Simcoe region, really, I started my agency back in 2007. So basically right when I moved here, um, background is, is, uh, came with, a. uh, communications and uh, news media journalism kind of focus in my education and then public relations firms in Toronto and and um, series of events brought me north and knew that there was a need for that here probably maybe not an understanding of what is PR anyway (laughs) what is this about you know talking to your audiences and your publics you know um, um, what you say what you do how you come across in terms of your brand and Mm -hmm. um it's been an education because just through that, this whole network that we have here in the region, um, smart, smart, passionate people, I was able to learn so much more about the startup and the business world. So with Catalyst, while it is a very heavy communications strategy focus, a public relations focus in terms of your message and what you're putting forth with your brand, um, very soon the education that we can get here, um, is in the small business culture, the startup culture, um, the scaling your business culture. There's so much talent here. Mm-hmm. And those that are smart of us knew to move North, to new, move near the water. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we kind of find ourselves, you know, Adam, in this like culture of, of entrepreneurship and learning from each other, having so many, uh, branding and, um, you know, web and, and marketing um, energy in the area that we can draw from that I think we're all just finding our, our hubs and ways of working together. So yeah, that's what my background brings. It's this public relations and working in the news media is my first love. Um, and that's a little bit about how the agency started right. and how I got here. And, and how do you find things have evolved, right? Because obviously, you know, this region has been a hyper growth, you know, uh, area for, for quite some time. But, you know, how, how do you think things have evolved over the years in terms of 
not only the growth, but in people's understanding of, of, you know, branding and awareness and, and that ability to speak out. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely evolved, um, which is both, it makes it easier for a business to get started in the region. You know, in one way we have all these resources to the point of, I think, you know, kind of this overwhelm of tools and resources where it's sometimes hard as a business owner to know where to look, even as a company. Um, and it's, it's easier and it's, and it's harder. So there's so many resources yet we need to find a way to stand out and still be putting forth extreme value in what we deliver people. Um, and for business, that means how do I stand out? Because I looked back and five years ago, there weren't, wasn't anyone like me and now they've all moved up here. That's a very local way of thinking about it. Right. <laughs> um, so how do I, you know, either partner and grow, um, in order to deliver something optimal and bigger for people or just stand out in my own right, you know, rise above the fray and, and break above that noise today. Um, that's what, yeah, that's what I talk about people a lot, you know? Um, there's a word, you know, this, this kind of, in addition to that, you and I chatted a little earlier, Adam, about this, like there's this scarcity of attention. And I think people are struggling to find their meaning within that, right? Nobody just wants to be another, um, face or voice in the plethora, the cacophony of this marketing world, right? We're all jumping on the same channels. So I think, um, it's about breaking above the noise today, right? For me, a big portion of that because of my background is able to f- uh, help people find relevance. Um, I actually just did a Facebook live about this. I went off about it today because I'm attending these, this media summit and I still have one foot in the news world. And mm-hmm. I've been working with gatekeepers all my life. So I think when guiding business, um, not only about looking good it's not only about making someone look good and and the way they look and putting themselves out it's it's thought what i do is thought leadership and it's really having people understand the way they think um it's the only way you're going to get ahead or stand out and it's the only way you're going to today get that true impact for change and you mentioned gatekeepers there and and can you go into what do you mean by gatekeepers like people that are just like roadblocking you from getting ahead or or what do you mean by yeah not purposely it's people that you work with so there's not um i don't mean critics and people that are there to bring you down um i'll say gatekeepers in the terms of how i use it both in my you know consulting my my coaching as well as my business is um, there's an art of knowing what's on the other side okay so a company starts they worked all really hard and working with their team and within their own silo to really be confident in how they look and what they're about and, and what they stand for. Great. Let's package it. Yes. We love the logo. Let's put it out there. You know, on the other side of that, or what's coming around the corner is now when you want to be in a certain space, when you want to be that go-to business, that expert who is in demand for your service, you are going to have to answer to a, another group of another public, another group of people whether that be media in your launch, how to stand out and get in that, you know, um, get your, get yourself on the news, how to make the issue stand out, how to get yourself, you know, on that panel to be one of the experts talking to this in your industry versus just attending another event and listening to everyone else go on about what you know about. Um, so gatekeepers are anyone kind of in the way between you and your greater publics, you and your message that you really want to get out to the world. Um, and we live in a world where we really don't 
you don't need, here's the thing, the difference, right? This, this kind of stands between like the noobs, like the newbie version of just having a business and saying you're an entrepreneur versus, well, I'm a go-to expert and I'm in demand for my knowledge and people are reaching out to me because they need me. They need what I have to say. The difference is those gatekeepers and it's understanding how to pitch yourself in a way that takes how you think and allows you to stand on it with such solid firm, not conviction and not only conviction and passion, but like data driven. <laughs> I mean, it's, you've proven it, whether by your experience or your gut wrenching personal triumph or your education and all the paper you have behind your name, you know? And the fact is, is even if you have just one of those things, it's not really easy to put it all together yourself sometimes to create this, you know, awesome in demand kind of brand that you had going into it. Right. Totally. And so you mentioned thought leadership and that is a big catalyst for, for a lot of this is what I'm gathering, you know, for thought leadership is, is I won't say an overused word quite yet, but it, it is used quite frequently, which can obviously, um, you know, give it less meaning, if you will, or, or, or drain out the meaning. Can you go like, what is your definition yeah. of thought leadership? Good. As is the word expert. <laughs> I can throw that in there too. Sure, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's funny. I live in a world where, you know, my only job is to help everyone in their own industry and in their own way, find their new language and find their new words. It just so happens, you know, you got to find your way around these terms yourself. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that in the marketing space. Um, I, I said, and I've been quoted as saying, you know, if, if, if your branding is kind of the vision of who you want to be, okay. The company as a whole, your marketing is, um, marketing is kind of getting it out in front of people. It's the way it looks, right. What they're seeing on the surface. Um, I like to say that thought leadership is the way you think mm -hmm. and what people are, when it comes to really understanding the way you think and putting that into messaging, verbiage, pitches, you know, quick sound bites, people are taking away. You are just shortening, you're building a business in a way that it becomes complete ownership. Does that make sense? Yep. Complete ownership of that, that space much, much sooner. Um, you can go from, you're right, you know, obscurity by using the same language or taking the same tactics or going the same route or saying the same thing or vibing off of what that guy did. And you just add your spin, you know, put your little sauce on it and spit out the same thing, just charge a different price. You know, you can play that game. And, and some people just, it's a, that's a matter of hustle of how, who's going to hustle harder. Sure. Right. You can get ahead, but yeah. thought leadership is the only thing that's going to take you from kind of that obscurity and into authority just in a much shorter time. Right. Um, there's a way to build your business that way from the start, I guess, is my point. And when you put how you think into the content you produce, into the way you engage with your audiences, you sound much less like a marketer right. <laughs> and you begin to sound and position yourself and, and acquire and attract opportunities that build authority and are deemed credible and by various sources. And, you know, you'll be looked to and paid for your knowledge, right? That's what you want to go after. Totally. Uh, to yeah. me, that's the difference. Am I paid for the, my knowledge the way people think? Is it something people have to have? Mm -hmm. Is it essential? Or am I marketing myself as a service that they can go down the street and find a 
Yeah, you someone know, for 10, 10 bucks an hour or less or whatever. Can, yeah, they can yeah. find someone that prints posters and they can find someone that does look at, I mean, thought leadership is the way and, and that comes into pricing and value. And I mean, you can you can build your business from the start. And I think that's why it's very important to start asking questions that way. And so like that, that being a foundational piece, like what, what are some, you know, tactics and all, you know, that people can get started with to, to build that foundation or if they're a mature organization now, say they've been doing their work for a while and, and they want to become a thought leader and they're just like, I don't know how to get started. It's, it's too overwhelming. I see a bazillion people on, you know, all the different channels and I just don't know where to start. Right. And if you're talking in terms of, um, I guess we'll say, cause you said, if you're an individual, we'll start there. There's different ways to, oh, interesting. in terms of a company, you okay. know, versus, you know, how many subjects are you dealing with? How many people in the company and where the goals are going mm-hmm. when it comes to individuals? Um, yeah, it's having a good, hard look at how narrow and focused you can go in your niche, in your niche. Um, it's how far away and how confident you can be in not being a generalist. And then it comes down to knowing um, who you don't want to work with as much as who you do want to work with. And I don't just mean, um, well, I don't want to work with people that don't pay their money, don't pay their invoices. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. It means having a very clear understanding of where the client needs to be before even stepping in to work with you. Like when you're, it's, it's such a freeing feeling when you can actually step into any meeting or, um, partnership or potential partnership or, or an interview when you are clear on your subject matter and where you can take people Mm -hmm. and what's not going to work. And that's another sign of, Oh, in order to work with person, I better get this, this, and this in order. And then I can work with them because that's what I'm dying to do. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it is, it's so many things, but it can start really small where, Hey, I have a, I have a topic that I love. You know, I always say people like, what can you go? What really pisses you off? It's a great question to ask yourself. What can you talk about nonstop? Right. Yeah. And, um, and then the toughest one, what's your elevator pitch that mm-hmm. really trips people up still. And these are people that have been doing this for like 20 years. I don't know. I don't know what my elevator pitch is. I mean, the point is not to have the perfect elevator pitch. The point is, um, where's the first place your mind goes? Mm, that's an interesting way to look at it. Right. Because everyone's always asked, like, give me the Twitter, you know, handle of what you would, you know, what's your deal or, and, or what's your background or what is your elevator pitch? And it, it doesn't always fit into a, a, a box like that. Right. So I think it's interesting that you have the, you know, can you delve into that about where your mind goes a bit more? Cause I think that's a very interesting piece. Um, I think it's a matter of, people build their businesses and their marketing and messaging on what they think everybody needs to hear in order to buy yeah, or what the other guy is doing. And I guess what I'm talking about is, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, well, for me, it's a process. I've, I've walked people through the process a thousand times. So it's hard to, to say, just do this, but it is a, it could start, well, a great example is in my mentorship. It could start with very strategic questions. Yeah. So when I get, if I'm doing a um, pro bono or a mentorship scenario where I'm 
guiding people, it's starting at the rudder instead of the wheel. If, if I, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So the question, the questions I'm asking, I'm taking them way back. I'm taking them way back and it's not their job to understand why I'm asking them that question. Their job is to let go and answer it freely and un, uh, untethered, un, unbridled, really just, just, just the authentic answer so that we crack something open And it's revealing something. And then all of a sudden you have two pieces of the puzzle they've never put together before and went, huh, look at that. (laughs) I never knew that was most important to me. I never knew those two things could go together. And then you have like this, this little, like you said, this catalyst that starts down a road. Um, Once you attach that to hardcore data and experience and, and their, you know, their God-given talents, Mm -hmm. then you know, you have the start of something, man, much more impactful than they could have ever started out with. So asking strategic questions, um, you know, really getting to the heart of why you're doing this. Um, I really like to just stop people in their tracks. If they're going on and on with everything I've heard before, like what pisses you off? Like just stop them and be like, ah, you know what? I just hate this. I'm like, okay, good. That, that gives us somewhere to go. That, that gives you an inkling that you, you have a different perspective. Are you coming at this differently? Um, does your background bring something to the table, right? That no one else brings. So a lot of the times it's conversations, it's finding, you know, really good, whatever coaches or mentors to bring that out or, or, um, you can do it shorter that way, but sometimes it's like a a long-term discovery for people. And, and it takes time, you know, like it doesn't take time to build it. It's just, it's, if you're going about things all over the place with your marketing, it's going to take longer to dig a deeper trench is the way I look at it. And we want you to dig a trench, stay in your lane. You're going to make more impact, um, and have much better outcomes really for the end, for the end user, you know, client customer. And how, how much does it differ? You know, if you, if you don't want to get into the details, that's cool. But how much does it differ then when you're going to work with a large organization, like um, hundreds or thousands of people, is it a totally different strategy or do you find that the patterns are the same? It's just the scalability of the solutions or or the, or the, the tack that they take. It's just a bigger ship to steer. So I would just say you can, A, you have to have people at the top who, are completely bought into anyone listening here in the whatever agency or marketing space would agree. They have to be completely bought into the, the value and relevance of their, um, their ongoing presence in front of certain groups, some which they may be ignoring, some which they maybe haven't ever thought of as valuable before. Some they know they have to get in front of, but they just don't have the time, resources, or energy. Um, so it's having the, that buy-in from the top, I'm talking to a larger organization right now, um, that bigger ship to steer and uh, making sure you have someone at the wheel, you know, while you're trying to influence the rudder where the whole thing's going, um, having really good contact, you know, with their internal communications, because it falls all the way down from how they speak to their own internal clients, to the people they hire in that procedure, it could go on and on. And that just depends on the relationship we have, do they, and, and, and the budget, are you an ongoing teammate that's going to help this, this new brand filter through the entire company? 
Or are you there to just bring attention to a very hot issue, which the company has just hired you to focus on for the time being? Right. And and do you find how much of an education session is it with, because leaders are obviously, they're very intelligent, very, they generally have their own way of working and their own values and, and systems that they have, um, or if not systems, then at least they're heavily opinionated. How do you find working with them? You know, is it a big educational, you know, uh, discussion up front or do you find that most leaders get it and they want to, you know, to do the things that need to be done in order to have a better marketing and brand presence? I'd like to say I won't be working with anyone at the top if they don't buy in and if they don't mm. get it. It's way too much use of our time and you know stress and energy to convince someone of what they need versus someone who recognizes you as an expert and says, I've been looking for you. Thank you. Come in and do what you do. That's cool. This is what I'm trying to, thank you for bringing it up because it's what I'm also trying to save people from, um, you know, mainly consultants, but the way business leadership thinks too, in terms of their marketing and get away from the, the hustle. If you're trying to convince anybody, you're not influencing anyone and your work every day, getting up on Monday shouldn't be, I'm going to convince everyone they need me, or I'm going to convince if that's even in your thinking, you're probably either off message or you need to do some more work on the audience and what you're here to the impact you're here to make with who you're talking to. Yeah. They um, might be a little lost, right? Because, done, but, yeah. Pardon? Yeah. I was going to say they might be a little lost, right? Like you're, you're doing a boil the ocean effort, just trying to impress everyone, which is going to, it's just going to lead you to constant uh, contact switching. That too. Yeah. It leads to many things. It's so interesting. Like if someone came to me, you know, let's say they get in the office and they're on the table <laughs> in the gown, so to speak, I kind of think of it, that as the transaction and they're like, it hurts here, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, let's ask you about this, this, and this. Um, there's a lot of other questions, you know, you have to get to, yeah. to understand why they're feeling the pain where they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned the, this whole notion of rising above the frayer and, you, you know, here rising above the noise, cause there is constant information overload everywhere. And, you know, a, a second of somebody's time is away from whatever it is they might be paying attention to. How do thought leaders, you know, break above that fray or, or get above the noise so that they st- they can start to be recognized or realized, you know, mm-hmm. whether they're in a big corporation or they're, um, and obviously they have bigger, bigger budgets for marketing and things like that, but, mm-hmm. or even individuals or small, small brands that are looking to break above it. What are some ways that people can do that? I love it. That's a great question. Um, because it does apply to individuals, applies to consultants trying to get ahead. And you mentioned um, even people within organizations trying to work on their own personal brand, trying to make, you know, trying to think of the future and figure out what they're about. You can do it there too. Um, And for those people, when we work with them, it's about, people always say, just, you know, find your story and you'll, you know, find the confidence to tell your story and all this. And, and, while that's part of it, in my view and experience, confidence is when you understand the link between the value of what you do and why it should be you that's saying it or writing about it. So as soon as you 
have those two little pieces of the puzzle I spoke to earlier that we've cracked through something that has either been undiscovered or never never thought of or never put together before you know you have a little exercise that's like wow this is a big part of me that I didn't realize was influencing either my decision making or my business or the way I work you know you got to have these eye-opening processes which can be fast they don't have to take a lifetime Mm -hmm. once you have that I think the confidence comes from the the authority of that because next you have to go out and stand on it that's really hard to do that's that's scary because you is, is, and if it's like, oh, I don't want to sound like that person. I want to, well, then you better do the work to make sure why it should be you saying this so you don't sound like that other person. But it's okay if you use the same words, but if you're constantly coming at it from your point of view, your point of view, your authority, your expertise, your experience, and I know this because, and I've worked with so-and-so and the stats back me up, that's where the confidence comes. So there's a step before confidence. And I am all for people finding their voice. I am all for you know, empowering voices that we need to hear more of. Um, I just think when it comes to taking up space in the online consulting world, I want everyone to be certain that when they're adding to that, I won't say noise, when they're adding to this choir, (laughs) what they have to offer has been vetted and is valuable. Um, you, you feel it and you hear it. There's a zing, there's whatever you want to call it. Goose, you know, goosebump, God bump moment. Um, they show up in a lot of ways, um, for my clients, but it's that moment when they know they're, they're speaking both their truth and their, their talent at the same time, which is really cool. And, um, I think that's what you're mentioning in terms of getting out, like your voice. How do you know when to step out? Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's being able to, to your point, speak confidently. I think confidence does go a long way and it's just getting out there and doing it and trying things. But, you know, you made, you make a great point about around being prepared, right? You're not going to necessarily solve for every use case or solve for every instance, but you've prepped enough where you gain that level of confidence to, to get out there and, and whatever, right, right right on a particular social media channel or, you know, do do some online, you know, capabilities for, for learning or, or whatever it might be. Right. Maybe you write a blog, you do, um, you host live, you know, sessions, whatever your, your tactics are to, to get out to your audience, but it's, it's, you're doing enough prep work. Right. And, and totally. And you're hitting the tactic part. You know, it, it does, it could, I'm not, I don't like to give general tips and advice, but that's kind of something I actually teach against, but not against, but like, you know, be cautious of because, um, it's more about shifting perspective, but you're absolutely right. But I'd never say like, well, it starts with try blogging, try starting a podcast. I'd never use a list like that because I would have no idea what your end goal was, who your audience was and what's going to be the most effective. Do you have a product-based service? Do you have a an outcome driven service? Are you more coach or speaker? It all depends. So I don't, while I don't like those, those venues, the obvious ones you mentioned are yes, I'd say blogging, but again, having the confidence to go on other people's blogs, meaning, you know, how are you setting yourself apart enough that they're like, I need to hear that. Right. So it kind of Adam sounds like this. It sounds like if you've gone to an event and you're just like in the background and you introduce yourself, I just did another live about this the other day. Um, I have a Facebook group 
called Experts in Demand. If, if uh, you want to go there for all this other, oh, cool. that's where I more give the tactical tips, tricks. If something comes in my, my sphere of relevance, I just wax on about it because yeah. <laughs> it's relevant that day. But there's a lot of good nuggets. Um, so if you're at an event, you're sitting back, you know, you're listening to someone else speak or you're introducing yourself. There are certain people that are always going to get the calls on their calendar. The people that are like, oh, we got to connect the 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 interest, the follow up questions. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing. That's like the baby steps. If you know you're on the right track, saying something that is making people go, what did you say? Right. I really like that. Say that again wow, I never thought of it like that. We have to connect. That's like the, that's the little, you know, that's the little indicators of, am I selling myself as a service or am I out here being maybe a little bolder, um, having, like you said, the confidence to not only say what I think, but I've done a little bit of, of planning that I can, um, put weight behind it. And then eventually, yeah, like, you know, going on other people's, um, uh, channels becomes a little more of the norm. Um, being confident to try for your favorite or your audience's favorite, most well-read or well-published, you know, dream article or space publication. You'd love to see your business in one day. Um, there are ways that you can do that and learn how to do that yourself. And there's other external ways, which are more expensive is to hire people to try and get you those opportunities as you know, right? what's the expert in demand piece? Cause it's, it's a community you have, but can you delve into it? Is it like a, you know, a, a paid, paid thing that you, people attend? Is it a community driven? Like, can you go into some details about it? It's, it's something that I've started in order to really what I did in t- the end of 2019 is through the agency, while I'm still helping people on a public relations crisis management, their messaging, standing out, getting, you know, putting out the launch at the right way in the right time. There's this, you know, there was a consultant piece I really wanted to um, address and start out on and a coaching piece of this and the mentorship piece that I have found even more rewarding. So these are professionals that kind of, they want to nail their message, but they really want to kind of skip the line into thought leadership, right? They've (laughs) been doing this for 20 years and they just want to get one step closer to feeling like they've earned their place. Um, There's a way to take your speaking, your writing, and your influence to another level and one where they can constantly start booking themselves as high paid subject matter experts, right? Oh, interesting. How okay. do I become the go-to person in my space? Yeah. Um, that can mean a lot of, you know, you come in starting, I guess, a business or consultancy. Um, and while I am, I have people in my coaching program, which I'm selective about who's in there only for the fact of, you just need to have a few, uh, credentials that we know we can put out there in a credible authoritative way. Right. doesn't mean you have to have all the letters behind your name of every, you know, credible institution, or, uh, it just means that, you know, you need to have come to this, um, by way of, I said the three things earlier, your education, your, you know, your, your true harrowing, you know, tr- personal triumph or experience and testimonial type of, you know, mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. old way to market. I always say the old way to market is a easier is the resume style marketing. Like, well, we've done this, 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 and therefore we're going to do this for you. It's like today that doesn't fly. They right. want to know how you think. They want to know what, you know, why you came to it. And I'm not saying stay in the fluffy stuff, like just sell with your story. I mean, um, tell me why it's relevant. 
you know, tell me why today. I mean, Adam, we were talking, we just, we are coming through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. If you think things are anywhere close to where they were for your audience or your customer a year ago, you are crazy. You are going to close up your doors and people need, I want the media summit today. Everybody media needs to be hearing about what are our solutions now? What can we look forward to? And if you haven't done some internal deeper exploration of how can I put my voice in the industry? Mm-hmm. What would I say if I was on a panel with other experts and we all kind of did the same thing? How am I going to stand out? What is that one thought that would make people go whoosh? Um, that's what I mean. That is where we're at. And you talk about standing out above the fray. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you've got to be thinking in that way. Um, Cause it's not the hustle that will get you there. It's that, it's, you know, how to leave that impact on audiences, um, speaking through thought leadership and mind you, I know I'm going on a little bit, but it's people have to be cautious about not saying a million different things with buzzwords. It's about saying your thing in many different ways, your thing, many ways, not many things in many channels, right? Your thing many different ways. That's a really good point because communication is always a big problem and and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's, I I like that you have, you know, your thing many different ways so, Mm -hmm. so that it can get people to think in different ways. But when you get down to it, it's the same messaging or, or it is the same message. It's, and it's, yeah, and it's, and it's your message. I mean, the, the anecdote is yeah. it takes people four to seven times to remember you, you know, that old advertising adage, like old, 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 mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like back in the media training days, 20 years ago, it's like, it takes people four to seven times to remember your name. Um, it's, it's my gosh, it's our attention spans are so much shorter and yeah, you've got to be out there, but I promise you when people nail this down, when they really give it some thought and when they start showing up, it's going to be very clear why they're out there talking about that. Right. It should be very, it should be very clear why they're out there talking about that. So and that's kind of the journey I help people through. Right. And I think that's amazing because that, that gets people to be very, very clear and focused on, on what it is they're doing. So I, I like that a lot. You are also yeah. a mentor at the at, at Georgian uh, for the Henry Burnock Entrepreneurial Center. Um, what are you telling students these days? Because I've heard from from others that you know students are a little scared, they're a little frightened that they don't necessarily have the skill sets that are, are needed for the working world. Um, and obviously, we're in we're in the digital age. A lot has changed. Even a lot has evolved in the last twenty four months, um, mm-hmm. given just the state of the the universe right now. But um, what are you telling students in terms of, of their growth and what they need to be focused on for enabling their success as they come out and into the working world? Start positioning yourself early and find your expertise and start digging the trench. Mm, cool. And listen, people get scared by that because, and when you say students, it's interesting because your head immediately jumps to like age, like students coming out of college. I mean, you know, I've coached students that are older as well. They've been in their business or they've already started. So whatever student of business, yeah, like person you're mentoring or trying to figure this out, um, the early, and I've spoken to the college uh, classes on this, is the earlier you can, you know, narrow in on the thing that for now might look like, okay, I'm best at this. doesn't mean it can never change or evolve. People get really scared when you tell them like, focus on your one thing, you know, focus on your niche, but then you're, you know, what's the topic within that niche? It's like, it's not like you can't 
talk yeah. or be great at other things in your wheelhouse. Totally. That's what a polymath People, is. <laughs> right? Um, it's kind of scary. There's like, well, what do you mean? There's so many. It's like, well, yeah, but you have to be known. You know, you're going to have to, <laughs> everyone, even in interviews, you're going to have that question of, you know, why you? You know, why should I? Sure, yeah. Um, why do you approach things this way? What about your past experience makes you this kind of person? What? So when I when I walk um, classes or I do workshops with actual students, we're getting we're getting things out like like sticky notes, and I'm getting them to do things like, um, you know, kind of purpose driven questions like that one time when I showed up and I did this back into their childhood. Sometimes like it's we are made of we are made of stuff and we have rarely asked ourselves, where does this come from? And it's not that we have to go that deep, but we've got these pivotal moments in our life and the decisions we made about either what we wanted to study or why we chose this partner and not that partner yeah. that tells things about our character that influences the way we work. And yeah, my job is a little sleuthing and maybe a little detective. It's so funny. PR is such an art of everything. It's such an alchemy. <laughs> it's really alchemy to pull it all together in these uh, gold nuggets. And they end up being gold nuggets people build businesses on. Which is really cool, right? Being able to bring all that together is being able to see all the connection points and drawing that together. So I think that's that's amazing. Um mm. I always ask uh, guests when they're on ab about books and, and ones, and it could be now or just forever that you've had across, you know, your lifespan of ones that you love and that you would recommend to the audience. So if you have, you know, I, between one I and three books. I had a list books, for you and I lost it. Um, oh. There were too many on it anyway. <laughs> All right. For, first one that comes to mind, what is it? Uh, Purple Cow, right? Oh, I, yeah. I think Seth is, is, he's really on the money when it comes to my my area of expertise. Um, the second one is, um, the four agreements. I will take that book with me everywhere I go forever. And I will give it to as many people as I can. The four agreements is just, um, it's these little four rules that you live by one of, one of which comes to mind, you know, don't don't never take things personally. There are things that apply to your life. There are things that apply to your business. I think if we can for an enormous amount of perspective in your business, uh, carrying that little jewel around with you is, is a, um, is also a, a really nice little addition. Very there's cool. so many, and there's so many more, right? Like it feels yes. like in this last three years, um, there's no shortage of, um, inspiration, but those two, I would say are, are good ones to start with. Cool. Yeah. I, I love the fact that they're well, and hate it, that there are just so many books out there and you can never read them all. Yep. It's just, yep. A, it's just a constant thing. And, and, and I don't know if I'll ever get over that, but yeah, we were talking about that today at the foundry and how there is just like, there's a, there's a library here in itself that, and there's, you know, at least a dozen books in that library that, that I want to read and, and haven't gotten to, and that's not even within my list. So it, it, it it's both yeah. exciting and crazy at the same time. Um, there's a really good one in terms of uh, teams. It's not five levels of leadership. Oh, I had it on my, hang on. Is it? Mm, nope. Uh, it's a different about leadership. I think I'll text you cause I think you'd really like it. Shoot. And I'm, I'm awesome. 
I had it next to me. I'm going to give that one to you. It was about teams, right? How to lead an effective team. And I apologize. I, I can't think of it right now. I'm going to email that one to you. Yeah, do it for sure. I, I love yeah. reading about those and, and building out high performing teams. Like there's a, a book legacy about the New Zealand All Blacks that I just finished reading. It's uh, by James Kerr. And it okay. is, it is amazing. And it's, it's got all these different principles and foundations and values. And it's just a really interesting read. And it's all associated with the New Zealand All Blacks, who are the winningest sports team ever. Like they've got a higher than 77% win ratio since their existence, which is unfathomable, just based on the culture that they bring. I love the sports uh, analogy, analogous business book. Is that your favorite? Yeah, I, I love sports. So it's, you know, yeah. anything around team, like when I equate business, it's people, some, some people say family and I prefer to say it as a high performance sports team because you are working towards one thing. Everyone collectively is together. The chemistry is there and you are just operating at a whole other level when you're, when you're doing that. And, and people are looking out for each other as that team, right? Like that's, that's a big piece. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Even that alone. See what a nice little bullet that was. <laughs> nice little message, right? Totally. Oh, I love it. I just, I just love these conversations in, and it's like magic. I, I seriously want everyone to feel that magic that happens when you are completely in your zone of genius, you're getting outcomes. The other person on the other side of the company is just nodding or, or getting goosebumps or tearing up along with you because you're getting them to a point that they couldn't get to on their own. And just love getting people to that point. And then you send them in the world. They're so excited. Yeah. They're, they're fired so up. Energized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're pumped up. Yeah. That's how it should be. You know, when we wake up on these, especially these days, um, Adam and wave three, you know what I mean? Waking up on the Monday. That's a good, it's a good marker. Where are you at? Yeah. Where it are you is. at? And, and it is hard, right? Cause you have to to take note because there is, there is a tremendous amount of ambiguity happening right now. And with that, that brings a lot of concern and stress and anxiety. And I think, yeah, taking it just one day at a time and taking note of where things are at, looking to the future, because this is a temporary state and, and where things can be. And so I think, I think that's very powerful when you get into that mindset of daily discipline, but you mm -hmm. are looking to the future past, you know, this very undesirable situation. Yeah. And it's, and it, that, that it's okay to not pivot, jump ship, but pivot in terms of if you have nowhere to start, you know, I'll go back to what you said, pick your, find the things that that's keeping you going, find the message that you love, even if you don't have the words right, you know, just yet, but start to dig that trench, um, educate yourself. I mean, what do experts do more than anyone else? They read more than anyone else. They read about their own stuff more than anyone else. They're, they, you know, they find ways. I mean, I have a, a system, even in my Facebook group that I teach, it's a thought leadership time management system. Cause we're talking about reading and it's like, well, there's no shortage of information where to start. There's ways to fit it into your day, right? Prioritizing, yeah. shoring up your expertise, with the outreach that's required. Yeah. There's, you know, you have to be out there. No one's going to hear about you in a silo. It's just the, yep. the fact that, you know, but finding ways to do it bit by bit. And if you can, if you want to start with passion, great. But again, try to just, it might be a longer road, but try to hone in on the message, hone in on the message, keep reading, challenge yourself by getting into either interviews or people that know more about it than you. Mm -hmm. 
that is where you, you make the impact and stay in your lane. Once you, once you get there, really try to stay in your lane. It's very tempting. It's very scary. Um, you see other people coming on the highway. You want to exit. You got to go for the long haul on this. Cause I guarantee you there are competitors that aren't, um, they're also getting scared. They're also getting frustrated and overwhelmed and, um, you know, find your thing and, and, be the leader you committed to why you started this work, this life of entrepreneurship and this business in the first place. That's amazing. That's a great closing note, I think. Um, but just before that, where can people uh, best find you? So in this space, um, yeah, you can head over if you'd like to, um, actually I have a free masterclass as well in the Facebook group on the about section. So oh, cool. Try to find our private group. It's something started and it's just um, kind of people who are on that journey, experts in demand. Then you can head over to, you're welcome to message me or DM me on LinkedIn, Amanda Sutton. Um, my company, Catalyst Communications Choreography, it's www.catalystcc.ca. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is always great too, um, for any, you know, little nuggets. It's, I love Instagram. It just gives you a little snapshot, like a quick snapshot of, again, how you think, how does this person think? Yeah. You know, that's what I want to learn from them. Um, yeah, it's a lot about like, you know, the branding too, but for me, it's more about how people <laughs> think really. Um, that's at Catalyst CCPR. Cool. Hopefully that's clear. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes too. Most times I remember to do it. So amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. Maybe I'll give you my, I didn't think about the, what they can do is take, um, is go to my, um, I have a free masterclass called the go-to expert. And to be honest, it's, it's those first few thought provoking questions I was talking about that I usually have with people. It's like, think of it as an intro conversation where you'll be like, Oh crap. I haven't haven't thought of that like that before. (laughs) It's kind of what it is. It's these, these five, um, that shifts that you have to make really on the way to this journey, right? Is it for me? Am I there? Is this how I think and feel? Is this, is this what I'm ready for next? So happy to give you that link too, for whoever wants it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that'd be great. Cause I think a lot of that is, it, you know, you mentioned those five shifts. It's what is the jump start? So I think that'd be uh, great for the yeah. audience to have. But yeah. Amazing. My pleasure. All right. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we look forward to having you back. Okay. You too, Adam. It's been great. Thank you. Talk soon. All right. That's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Ways of Working podcast. If you'd like more on Ways of Working or have any questions, you can go to www.thack.ca forward slash links. So that's thack.ca forward slash links, where you can access all episodes, uh, previous episodes of the podcast. You can access interesting articles and insights around ways of working. And if you want to get in touch with myself, you can also, uh, you know, for discovery sessions or, or more information around ways of working, you know, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out to me there as well. All right. So thank you very much and hope you enjoy the rest of your day.